Cam DeSilva from theramswire.com joining us right now ahead of the Raiders and Rams this Monday. Final game on the slate of opening weekend. Cam, it's Dave. That's Kyle. You know Kyle very well. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Just, just you know, Cam, just ready for football, to be honest, aren't you? Just ready for all the garbage to get out of the way and finally see some meaningful games. I hear you. That preseason was painful. <sighs> Dude, I'm so tired of caring about players that aren't going to make a roster. Me too. Like, hey, this guy looked good. He's not making the team. You know? <laughs> Is there? Yeah, it, the less and less teams are even playing there. Anyone that fans want to see, so it's it's getting really painful. Yeah, it's brutal. Is there ever a preseason? I, you, Cam, you said something there, and I know it was just conversational, but you said like this preseason was painful. I, I agree with you. Now I'm thinking like. Does anybody ever remember a preseason that wasn't like? Is there ever a pre? Is there any preseason memory that sticks oh, out really, in anyone's really mind? Really great preseason. Yeah, that was a fine preseason. I really enjoyed it. No, no, I can't say there is. I can't say I remember a single preseason game that was worth watching. All right, uh, stock sports radio question for you: the Rams. The Rams seem like a team that could literally have like 10 Pro Bowlers. They've got perhaps the best running back in the game. That line is insane. They signed free agents. Jared Goff finally looked like a number one pick. Sean McVay, very, very good. Um, The Rams will have a bad season, and I'm going to take injuries off the table. That's too easy. The Rams will have a bad season, Cam DeSilva, if blank. If Jared Goff doesn't continue to play the way he did last season, um, I think he is their most important player. Not necessarily their best player, but I think he's the most important player on the team just because um, so much of it rides on on what he can do, um, taking care of the football, getting the ball into the hands of his playmakers. Um, so much of the offense last season went through Todd Gurley, not just running the ball, but with Goff getting, getting the ball to him um, on screen passes and de- designed uh, – throws to him, split out wide as a wide receiver. So I think Goff really has to continue to progress. Um, If he takes a step back and has a season similar to the one that he did as a rookie, um, I think the Rams are going to be in trouble. Um, Obviously, you took injuries off the table, um, but if they do suffer a a couple of injuries to their offensive line, I think that'll take a big hit too. Um, But I I think a lot of the season rides on Jared Goff. Is Todd Gurley plug-and-play? Is is there anything to think that he's going to slow down at all? Any moves in the offseason, any hitches in his giddy-up, anything to think that he's not just going to, again, we always say barring injury before everything, but that that he's not just going to continue to excel this year? Yeah, I really don't see anything stopping him. Um, He sat out the entire preseason. He played six snaps last year in the preseason. The season before that, he played no snaps. So it's not like he's unfamiliar with taking the preseason off. Um, I don't really see him starting off slow or anything like that. Uh, He's such a dynamic player, and whether he's a receiver, whether he's taking handoffs out of the backfield, he can do everything for the Rams, and really um, he's their best offensive player. I I mentioned golf being the most important, but I think Gurley is quite honestly one of the most important non-quarterbacks in the league. Um, The Rams have such a great offense and so much of that is built around Gurley and uh with that offensive line there's really no sign of him slowing down at all Sammy Watkins seemed pretty limited in that offense last year in terms of uh what they had him do they they he exits they bring in Brandon Cooks is Cooks gonna kind of be refined to that uh Watkins role or is he gonna be able to do a little bit more for them so 
it, it's an interesting situation with Cooks. Um, I, I, people ask me what I think of him for fantasy. I, just, I don't see him being a big fantasy mover and, and someone who's going to put up um, big points all season. But as far as in the Rams offense goes, he's going to have a bigger role than Watkins. Watkins, they used as, kind of as a decoy, just run him deep. Um, he doesn't know really how to run the whole route tree. The Rams didn't ask him to do that. Um, but Cooks can do a little bit of everything. He's obviously a speed guy who can stretch the defense. Um, he can run deep dig routes. He can um, take curls for, and turn them into big plays. Basically, anywhere he catches the ball on the field, he can turn it into a long play because of his speed. Um, but I think McVay is going to be a little bit more creative with him getting him the ball on screens. Um, it could even be end-around handoffs, things like that. So um, he's going to have a bigger role than Watkins did. And I don't really see him putting up 1,400 yards and, and 80 catches, but um, he should put up significantly better numbers than Watkins did last season. Well, and then let's go to the other side, Robert Woods. Uh, Robert Woods had flashes last year of brilliance. When you look at his overall numbers, in, in just 12 games, he had 780 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, I, I think – one of the most common things I've seen is a lot of people think Robert Woods is 22 years old. He's 26. He's going into his sixth season. Is is this a guy that could take a step forward again this year or back to kind of your point about Cooks? Is this offense just so filled with hungry mouths that other than Todd Gurley, you may not see anybody uh, rise above that fray? Yeah, again, it's it's the way the offense is, is built. They're not going to force the ball to any one receiver. Golf takes what the defense gives him. Whoever's open, he's going to get the ball to. Um, he's not going to favor any one receiver. But I really like Woods' game. Um, before he had the shoulder injury, I think he suffered it against the Vikings. He was really on a tear. Um, he posted like three games in a row with close to 100 yards, if not more than 100 yards. Um, that injury really set him back a little bit. He missed a few games after that, and then he rested in Week 17. But um, he easily could have gone over 1,000 yards if, had he not gotten hurt. Um, and I think he's honestly going to be one of the more focal point players for the Rams on offense this season. Cooks is going to get his share, Cooper Cup in the slot, obviously. But I think Woods is a guy who can um, really take advantage of this offense and, and put up some nice numbers. Well, the Rams, I want to jump over to the other side of the ball as we talk to Cam DeSilva of the Rams Wire. Find him at theramswire.com. I want to jump over to the other side of the ball because a lot was made of of the Rams' offseason acquisitions, and it was hard not to. I mean, you get Marcus Peters and Aqib Tlaib uh, and Dominican Sue to, to pair with Aaron Donald. They finally hammered out that long-term extension. But there's a lot of talk about all those personalities, all those egos. Is that, Are they going to be able to uh, to deal with that, or how do you foresee them dealing with that? And yeah, that, and is is this going to be a case if they have too many good players? Yeah, that's something that's been talked about a lot with Peters, Tlaib, and Sue. Um, there obviously are a lot of big personalities. Uh, we've seen Tlaib and Peters, what they do on the field as far as their outbursts and, and fights and things like that. Um, and then Sue obviously has a history of being a little bit of a dirty player, but um, they're all really smart guys. They're all, um, they all know that the, the main goal is to win a Super Bowl, and they've made that clear that they're focused on winning and they're, they're not really um, focused on themselves. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't worry about the personality issue or, or any ego problem like that. Um, Wade Phillips and Sean McVay have such a strong grip on this team, and um, <clears throat> they, they really have set the, set the tone as coaches um, for what this is going to be. Wade Phillips, he's, uh, he's hilarious on Twitter, but when it comes to coaching, he's kind of a no-nonsense guy. He, he 
Um, he allows his players to have personalities, but he also sets the tone and tells them what they need to do. So um, I, I wouldn't worry about any of the ego issues there. Cam DeSilva, the Ramswire.com, joining us right here on Sports 1140 KHTK. So on the surface, they've got Jared Goff, number one pick a couple years ago, came into his own. Uh, Robert Woods, uh, Brandon Cooks, you have maybe the best running back in the game going. Oh, over on defense, uh, you have uh, a handful of future Hall of Famers, some still in their prime. Aaron Donald, obviously, Sue, and then you get to that secondary you have, as you mentioned, Wade Phillips, who knows exactly what he's doing when it comes to defense. Sean McVay knows exactly what he's doing when it comes to offense as well. How is this team not the Super Bowl favorite? What what is what is their weakness that a lot of people are missing? I think the one thing that sticks out as far as their weaknesses go, it's it's at linebacker, both inside and outside linebacker. Um, they don't have a proven pass rusher on the edge. The two starters are expected to be Samson Abukum and Matt Longacre, who 50% of fans probably haven't even heard of, if not more more than that. Um, and then inside linebacker, Mark Barron has had injury issues. Corey Littleton is um, expected to start come in and start. He's a former undrafted free agent in 2016. Um, so there are questions at linebacker. Obviously, you know that front is going to be strong. You know the secondary is going to be really good. Um, but the Rams, they, they kind of built their defensive line knowing that the, the linebackers might have a little bit of an issue. Um, but having Donald and Sue up front commanding double teams, it should open up one-on-one opportunities for guys like Abukum and uh, Longacre on the edge. But I, I definitely think that's their biggest weakness right now. And really, it's the only question mark on the roster. So when you look at that, as far as that locker room, are they expecting, is it Super Bowl or bust for them this year? I think so. I, I personally think so. Um, but the thing with Super Bowl and bust, it doesn't necessarily apply. Um, not that it doesn't apply for the Rams, but they're built for the long haul, where if they don't get there this season, they're they're going to be one of the favorites next season too and probably the year after. Um, they have their core locked up for so long, but um, when you see LaMarcus Joyner on the franchise tag, Dominican Sue's on a one-year deal, um, Roger Saffold is going to be a free agent, and same with Jamon Brown on the offensive line. So there are they are going to lose a few pieces in the off season. That's it's just going to happen because they're not going to be able to pay everyone. Um, but they're definitely built to to win right now and for the long haul. Um, and and really the only reason they're not the top Super Bowl favorites, I think, is because the AFC is so weak, and that kind of gives the Patriots an advantage. So you mentioned a little bit about the contract situation. The Rams take on the Raiders this Monday. And a lot of Raider fans, obviously, out here listening, still fresh off the loss to Khalil Mack. They look at the fact that the Raiders refused to pay Mack, yet Aaron Donald got paid, and, and that was really the domino that needed to fall for Khalil Mack to be traded or re-signed. And they, I think a lot of Raider fans are looking at the signing of Aaron Donald on the heels of some of the free agent signings and moves the Rams have made. In your opinion, why is it that the Rams can basically field three-quarters of an all-star team and pay that out? And the Raiders couldn't. Is that market? Is that ownership? Or are the Rams doing a little something strategically that the Raiders couldn't or didn't want to do? Yeah, I'm not sure about the Raiders' long-term um, cap situation, but for the Rams, they're they were in a great spot um, entering the off season. I think they had the most cap space in the NFL for maybe 2019 and 2020. So they had a ton of money to spend in the next couple of years. Um, they locked up Cooks, Gurley, and Havenstein, their right tackle. 
Um, but when you look at the deal that they gave Donald, it only bumps up his cap hit $2 million for the season. So they stay under the cap with that. Um, and then they have Jared Goff on a rookie deal. Um, Todd Gurley's extension doesn't kick in for another two years. Um, so really they have their best players still on cheap contracts. Marcus Peters is, is, um, still on his rookie deal. So there's a lot of, a lot of wiggle room with the Rams there, whereas the Raiders already paid, uh, Derek Carr and they have a few other contracts on the books that were just not really great deals to make. Um, the Rams don't necessarily have any of those. They did in Alec Ogletree and Robert Quinn, but they traded them this offseason to kind of get them off the books and, and free up some money down the line. So I think that has a lot to do with it. What happened in the in the Aaron Donald negotiation that uh, made the Rams pay him now versus uh, earlier in the offseason or, or even last season? Yeah, I don't know what really clicked. Um, it seemed like a week before the deal happened, things really got going, and um, you saw some positivity from Sean McVay. He was really giddy during his press conference um, a few days before it happened and said, see you soon, Aaron. And um, So I don't know necessarily what clicked um, between a few months ago when it seemed like they weren't going to get a deal done and then a week ago when they did sign it. Um, but I think really it just came down to them holding the cards in the negotiations. Um, they knew that they had the franchise tag in their pocket for 2019 and 2020 if they wanted it. Um, that kind of put Aaron Donald and his camp up against a wall because the, the Rams really did have all the power as teams frequently do in these negotiations. Um, so I think, I mean, the deal that Donald got, it's, it's big money, um, $23.5 million a year. So it's not like he settled for for something less than he could have earned. Um, but I, I think really the Rams kind of played it slow, knowing that they had they had all the cards in their pocket and, and they could wait it out a little bit longer than um, some might have expected them to. So going into Monday, when you look at a team like the Oakland Raiders, are the Rams at the point where they don't really worry too much? about? Obviously, they're going to scout, they're going to look at film, but are they not too worried about the other opponent? They're just going to go out and play their game plan, or do you see them altering anything because it is the Raiders? I don't necessarily know if they're going to alter anything. Um, Goff and McVay both talked this week about how it's a little bit difficult to game plan for them because there's not much tape on John Gruden and, and his team. Um, Gruden, like the Rams, rested the majority of his starters all preseason, so there's not really much film on the players then. Not not that even preseason film helps much just because of the vanilla defenses and basic play calls and um, no audibles and things like that, but um, I don't think they're going to take the Raiders lightly. I think they're going to um, try to come out firing. And obviously Jared Goff and Todd Gurley and the whole starting offense hasn't played any preseason snaps. Um, so I think it might take a little while for them to knock the rust off. But um, by the second half, I would expect them to, to really put the pedal down and um, blow out the Raiders possibly in the second half. The Wire family does a tremendous job. Uh, covering the NFL and all these individual teams. Our very own Kyle Madsen, as we talk about all the time, uh, with Titans Wire and, of course, Niners Wire right now. Cam does an amazing job over at the Rams Wire. Just give everybody uh, a little preview of what they're going to be seeing now if they go there and, and later on this week. Yeah, so we got a lot of preview stuff, um, bold predictions. Um, we're looking at the depth chart that they released this week. So um, really just setting an eye towards week one of the regular season and um, hoping for a big season from the Rams, and it should be an exciting one. Cam, we appreciate your time. As always, look forward to talking to you throughout the season. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, take care. That is Cam DeSilva of the Rams Wire, head of 
the matchup Monday with your Oakland Raiders.